0: Thank you. You are listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. I love worshiping with you guys, it's so good to hear you sing out to God like that, love it. Um, I'm Maddie, as we mentioned before, I work with uh, Mikey, Sam, and AJ here in student ministry, and I would love to get to know each of you, so if we haven't met yet, then please come find me after student life so we can meet, and if I know you already, then I'm so grateful that you're here tonight. So we're talking about evangelism over these next few weeks, and last week, Mikey shared about God's mission for the world, which is to bless people so that they will bless each other. And tonight, we're going to talk about how God blesses and loves us so that we can go and love each other. But first, I want you to think of the greatest love story that you've ever heard of. You can just think of it in your head. It might be a Disney movie or from your favorite book, maybe a TV show, but What we are going to talk about tonight is an even greater love story than that one. So we're gonna be reading some verses from the Bible today but before we do, I want to tell you a story that leads up to these verses. You might know um, about this man named Nicodemus and Nicodemus was actually on earth the same time that Jesus was, which is pretty cool. And the Bible tells us that he was a Pharisee, which means that he was a rabbi or a Jewish teacher and he had seen that Jesus was doing miracles and so he went to go visit him at night and some people think he actually went at night to avoid being seen by other people that he knew but he went to go visit Jesus and ask him some questions about God and although Nicodemus was a rabbi and he knew scripture really well he was really confused by what Jesus was saying because he had lived a very righteous life he had made it seem like he had his whole life figured out and that he was really good and did everything right. And Jesus said to him that he didn't truly understand himself and God. So let's read what Jesus says to Nicodemus and to us to help us understand who God is and who we are. So if you do have your Bible, we're going to open it up to John 3, uh, verses 16 to 21. If not, it should be on the screen. Perfect. Thank you, Sam. Uh, this is John 3 16 to 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that they may be seen plainly that what they have done has been seen in the sight of God. So that's a lot. <laughs> I read this for the first time. I felt like Nicodemus didn't really understand what God was saying. So if you feel like that too, that's okay. Because we're going to go through it together. So let's look at verse 19. Jesus is telling Nicodemus and us that we love darkness. We love it more than God. We even like to hide our darkness. But this isn't uh, the kind of darkness that... When you go into the kitchen at night to get a midnight snack and it's pitch black in there. But this is a spiritual darkness. So I mean things like lying to your parents, um, being mean to your siblings or taking things that aren't yours. And this is even a darkness that I have known myself. I remember when I was in middle school, I used to fight so much with my sister Katerina about everything because we never liked sharing anything with each other and I would sneak into her room when she would be at cheer practice after school and I would just take all of her things. I would take her clothes, her shoes, and her Nintendo DS games, because she had all the really cool ones that I wanted. Um, But when I'd go in there, I'd even make sure that the light was off and the door was closed just in case my mom walked by, because I didn't want her seeing me in there snooping around and taking my sister's things. So I was really physically and spiritually hiding in the darkness because I knew that it was wrong, but I just wanted to do it because I wanted her things, or sometimes I just did it because I would be mad that she shouldn't give me something that I wanted and that it didn't get my way. I loved darkness and taking her things more than listening to God and my parents when they would tell me not to do that. And God knew that I loved darkness, but he still loved me. And he knows that you may love darkness, but he still loves you too. But how can we know that God still loves us even though we love darkness. He actually shows us in three ways in the verses that we read. And we know that God loves each of us even though we love darkness because our first point is that he came to earth. He sent his perfect son, Jesus, to come to earth, not to judge you, but to understand you and offer you a different life. Does anyone know who LeBron James is? Yeah, okay, I see you guys. Yeah, if you like sports or basketball, you definitely know who LeBron James is. Um, LeBron James. But if you don't know, he is a pro basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers, and he's considered one of the greatest of all time. And he's actually from Akron, Ohio, where I went to college. And he goes back a lot to Akron to help out in the community that he grew up in. And since he grew up there, he knew that Akron could be a really dangerous place. Um, Kids can kind of get in a lot of trouble and wrapped up in the bad things there. Um, He knew how the kids lived in the community and that they needed something. They needed something new and they needed something to save them from the lives that they were living. So he created this school, it's called the I Promise School, to help kids who are falling behind or who would drop out the moment that they knew they could. Um, and when people would ask him, why would you want to spend your time doing that? Creating a school for kids who hate it, they're falling behind, and they just want nothing to do with it. And he said, I walked those streets and remember when I thought, there's no way I'm gonna be able to get out of this situation. To be able to open up a school and give back so many kids that I know because I was those kids. That is the most important accomplishment of my career. So this guy who is the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, said the best thing that he's ever done um, was opening up this school and giving kids an opportunity for a different life because he understands them. And that's kind of like God's love, that Jesus came down to earth to serve and understand you and offer you a different life because he loves you. We also see from these verses that God loves you because of our second point, he gave up his perfect son to die on the cross for you. And God actually does this so that you can become his son or daughter if you believe in Jesus. This is like an adoption. Um, I actually have a friend who had a niece and nephew and she saw the way that they were living, how they weren't really cared for well or loved well. Um, And since she loved them, her and her husband decided that they were gonna fight to adopt these kids and make them their own. And it was not an easy or smooth process at all. It was actually really difficult for them to even decide to do this because they realized there was so much that they had to sacrifice if they wanted these kids. One of the major things that her and her husband had to give up was the way that they knew their lives and lived their lives um, so that these children could be a part of their new family. And that's just like how Jesus gave up his life so that you could become his child. And God paid the price of his life through Jesus because he loves you and he wants you to be his beloved child. But God, he doesn't just make you his son or daughter and give up his life for you. But we also see in this passage, which is our third point, that God saves you because he loves you. He rescues you from living in darkness now and forever. Uh, Before I was a Christian, I really questioned if God rescues people. And at the time I was working at this place called the Refugee Crisis Center in Germany. Um, and families would come from all other different countries around the world that weren't safe to live in and they would flee to Germany. And so I worked with the refugee kids and I remember thinking, if God is good and loving, then why are these innocent kids fleeing from their homes? Because their homes were being destroyed from wars and terrorists, really awful things. Um, and they had to leave their lives and everything that they'd known. But then one day I realized that God was actually saving them because I saw the kids laughing and playing with each other and they were so happy. It was so beautiful to see. And so my mind of who God, in my mind who God was started changing and I started seeing his goodness. And I saw how he brought them to this safe place where they could live freely. And God saves all of us in that way, too. Um, Rescuing us from our sin, that puts us in danger. It hides us, and it keeps us in the dark. Um, And he saves us so we can live freely in his light, because he loves us. He saved me from living in darkness, too. I actually wasn't a Christian until I was 19 years old. I know, that is so old. (laughs) Um, But I would have said growing up that I believed in God, Yeah, I think I probably would have said that, but I had lived most of my life without him. And I didn't really understand Jesus. Actually, just like Nicodemus, I just didn't really understand. Um, I didn't love myself that well. I didn't love my family that well. And I especially didn't love the things that God says are good for us. And so naturally, I became really sad living that way. And then God started showing me who he really was. Um, One day, one of my friends in my math class invited me to go to church with her. Her name was Sarah. And I was really nervous, and I did not want to go. But she, she got me there, and they started worshiping. And in one of the songs, they sang, In my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. And they started talking about how God is the perfect father, and he desires for me to become his child. And... Uh, loves me even though I'm not perfect. And after a while of going, I had realized that Jesus was what I was looking for in all the wrong and other places in my life. He was and is a friend that understands you, a loving father and a giver of joy. And when I said to Jesus that I wanted to live my life with him, to live in his light, he changed my whole life and showed me the greatest love that I have ever known and will ever know now i'm able to love my family through his love especially when it's really hard (laughs) and my friends and that's why i want to share jesus with you guys and the people in my life because of how much he loves these verses that we read tonight really helped me remember how much god loves us especially the points that we went over that um, god loves you because he came to earth he gave up his son and saves you since he has done all of this for us, we can go to dark places, too. Maybe even in your school or in our community, and we can share Jesus's love with other people. So tonight we heard that Jesus told Nicodemus about God's love for him. We don't actually know if Nicodemus believed, but we can ask ourselves if we believe. And that's something that I want you to think about. Do you believe it? Do you believe what Jesus says about himself, what he says about you, that he wants you to be his beloved child, and do you want to come to him and live in his light? So some of you might already know the gospel so, so, so well. You probably even had to memorize John three sixteen. but this is also a question for you too. Um, have you personally come to know Jesus on your own? And as you think about this now and tonight, I want you to know that this love story the greatest love story of all time is offered to you, and it's offered to Nicodemus and to me and to Mikey and your parents. It's really offered to all of us. Um, God offers himself to you, and if that's something that you want, then we would love to talk to you about that and pray for you. And if you already do believe, then we encourage you to pray for your friends or someone that you know that doesn't believe and to share your faith with them because it can be really powerful. and. God might surprise you with what he'll do with it. All right, so let's pray. God, thank you so much for letting us have student life to come to every week to hear your word and connect with our friends. Thank you for offering yourself to us through your son, Jesus. I pray that as these students think about you, that they learn to pour their hearts out to you and believe what you say. Thank you and praise all in your son's name. Amen.